Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a brand new podcast that aims to explore, educate and inspire around the topic of purpose. I'm your host, Peter. By day, I'm an account director of a social media creative agency based in Dubai. But in my spare time, I'm a massive podcast enthusiast and self-proclaimed self-development junkie. I'm also mum to my beautiful little girl, Mavia, and I'm someone who is very much on a journey of exploring what my true purpose is. Each episode, I'll be speaking with a new guest to discuss their journey on discovering their purpose and what they have learnt along the way. I'll be interviewing entrepreneurs, coaches, thought leaders, authors, and inspiring people from many different walks of life. Through their personal stories, we'll explore what purpose means to them, and hopefully, in the process, my wonderful guests can share some words of wisdom that we can all take forward into our lives and the pursuit of purpose. So, without further ado, here's the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Pursuit of Purpose. My guest today is Dubai-based clinical hypnotherapist, Helen Plake. I actually experienced my first ever session of RTT, which is Rapid Transformational Therapy, with Helen last week, and wow, it really lived up to its name. It is completely transformational. Now, we do touch on my personal experience with Helen during this conversation, as well as how Helen came to be a hypnotherapist, along with her thoughts and feelings on purpose. So, without further ado, here's episode seven with the wonderful Helen. Helen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we get into today's chat, I just want to kind of set the scene a little bit for our listeners because I what we're about to talk about, I have experienced firsthand with you. So um, for anyone listening, Helen is a rapid transformational hypnotherapist and I had my first session of RTT last week. It feels like ages ago, but it was only last week. And when I, when I first contacted you, Helen, I came to you because I wanted to try RTT as a form of therapy to help with my fear of flying Uh, Mm because a very good friend had recommended it to me. And I also really wanted to interview you. And you said, well, that's great, but come and have the session first, because I think that will, it will impact the conversation we have for the interview. So come and do it first and then we'll have a chat. And I'm so glad that you advised that because wow, is it transformational. So I'm sure we'll get into, into my session. Maybe we'll touch on it during our chat, but can you start by telling us how you have ended up in this line of work? And, and for people who aren't sure of what RTT is, can you explain a little bit about um, what you can expect from this type of therapy? Yeah, of course. So I had done the traditional business career and I'd reached a certain amount of success. I worked locally and internationally, local being Sydney, uh, in senior positions. And I got to a stage where it was, do I continue to do the same thing or do I move up? And I didn't want to move up or do I do something different? And the company that I was working for got sold. And I thought, okay, I'm going to just pursue my interests. So I studied yoga. I traveled to three or four countries. I studied RTT because I'd experienced a session. And it was the only thing that really kind of helped me 
with flashback memories. I was having flashback memories and I was like, oh, this is strange. I've not had this before. And then COVID happened. So I had just completed my in-person live study and then I completed the rest of the course online. So that's how I ended up becoming a hypnotherapist. It was more about this thing helped me. I'm curious enough about it to pursue it. And it can help other people. And, and I think Helen, you get hadn't, to... had, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but hadn't someone said to you, you have an amazing voice for this line of work as well? I had a couple of people, I would be doing a yoga class, like as in being a participant, and people would hear my voice and they would just turn around and say, oh, you have such a lovely voice. And, and I was like, this is quite a random thing to repeatedly get. And when something repeatedly happens, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this. I'll take notice. And I think there was something that I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you that growing up my entire life, people just opened up to me. It was like I would be sitting somewhere and I would know everybody's life story within five minutes. And, and it was just something that people would naturally do. And people have always come to me to seek advice, you know, in business or in personal, um, you know. And, and it was just something that looking back, it makes sense, but I can see how for somebody who kind of goes, well, how did you go from GM and VP to being a clinical hypnotherapist? Like what crisis did you go through? Now I can see how it doesn't make sense, but when you look at all the events in your personal life and what people know you for and what they come to you for, um, then, you know, it made perfect sense to me and for me. So, yeah. That's been a bit of a theme on this podcast. A lot of my guests have sort of implied that, that it's only now you can look back and join the dots yeah. and it and it sort of makes sense. But when you're going along that path, you're not always quite sure where, you know, where you're going to end up. And for people that aren't sure, what is rapid transformational therapy? Yeah, it's a specific tool that uses hypnosis and there, it, there's a specific structure to it. So what it does, it's essentially, it's a it's a extended session of hypnosis where you go back and you analyze the root cause of the problems that is that you're experiencing. And then when you do that process, what it does is it kind of resets the nervous system. It allows you to release emotions from your emotional body so that you're not reacting and behaving from a younger age. I think what a lot of people don't understand about therapy, coaching, hypnotherapy, yoga work, energy work, is that, you know, your the reaction part of you doesn't understand age. All it understands is instincts. So at the age of five, if there was a cockroach and your mother started screaming and then you started screaming and then you've been screaming about cockroaches since the age of five, that's stored in your nervous system and hypnosis allows you to access that part to release it and let it go because it combines the mind, the emotion and the body, whereas some of the other modalities just focus purely on body. So uh, in summary, I think uh, the greatest thing about RTT is that it's very effective at getting back to the root cause of a problem and it allows you to release it. And depending on who you're with and what affinity you have with the person that's helping you, it's either going to increase the results of the session for you. And 
what are some of the things that people come to you for? So I came to you with a fear of flying, but actually when we went through the process, I think flying came up in one of my memories because you were taken back to three different memories, um, but flying was not in the other two. Um, so I came to you for one thing, but actually we ended up exploring lots of different areas. So is that quite common? And what do people um, generally come to you for? Yeah, oftentimes it's anxiety, stress, depression, uh, lack of self-esteem and confidence. They would be the top areas. And then outside of that, it's specifically for weight or specifically for a phobia. And and what came up in the flying session for you is something that I've experienced with people of your generation purely because they were watching TV, purely because they were watching TV. So so to let the listeners in, because I'm more than happy to share this, um, yeah. it was it it truly was an incredible experience. I've never, ever experienced something quite like it. Um, my first memory did revolve around seeing 9-11. And you had actually, when we had our discovery call before the session, you had actually said, oh, I have seen this before. Th- mm. This has come up before. So that's so interesting that sort of my generation, that's that's something that's like a shared experience that we have. Yeah. And when you, and I think what I want the listener to understand about this is that at a certain age, you're so open and you're receptive to messages. And when the message is a big, loud message with a big, strong emotion, and it's tied in with confusion from your side, it can really have a significant impact on you. And that impact might not be straight away. It could be five, 10, 15, 20 years down the track that something can happen, there'll be a lot of stress in your life. And then all of a sudden, this trigger or this phobia just appears out of nowhere. And you'll be like, what's caused this? This is really strange. So I think for the listeners, it's important to understand the subconscious mind is like a sponge. And what gets triggered and activated is based upon the stress it is that you have in your life. And that's what that's how the body reacts. And can you talk a little bit about the differences between this and coaching because I had had quite a lot of coaching and I really believe in the power of coaching but you explained it to me so beautifully on the discovery call about how this is sort of like peeling back another layer so can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so coaching is often defined as being future focused um it's present day and it's future focused whereas therapy or hypnotherapy uh it's essentially from today going backwards Or if you're doing hypnotherapy with meditation, the meditation is visualizing where do I want to be in the future? And oftentimes when people want to feel better, so you go to a coach because you want to achieve something and you want to achieve something because of all the experiences that you've had in your life. What have I been acknowledged for? Who's seen me? What do I need to do um, to get recognized? And when people go to coaching, they learn skills, they get instant insights into how they can move forward. However, when you're repeatedly taking one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step to the side, and you're not moving forward in leaps and bounds, which is what coaching will enable you to do if you've let go of the baggage of the past. And a lot of the times, and I've 
experienced coaching and it's been great. However, I got to a stage where no matter how much coaching I was doing, I was not moving. I was not moving up. I wasn't moving sideways. And it was just a very, very frustrating process for me. And I got to an age where I was like, how, how did I not know that hypnosis was this effective at clearing the past? And where would my life be if I'd experienced it sooner? Because I've had people come to me, you know, they're approaching 30, they have the husband or they have the career and they want to be happy. And when they go back and they release some of the trauma or some of the confusion from their childhood, they choose the marriage because they're like, actually, I didn't, I didn't want to be the career. I'm working long hours. I'm not enjoying it. Is it a title? Yes, it is. But when you peel back all the layers of everything that wants you to be that high-performing career person, it comes back to, well, how were you seen as a child? Did you have to perform? And if you had to perform, then chances are you're going to be a high achiever at work. And that's great. However, when women come to me in their early 40s and they say, I don't have the child, I don't have the husband, it becomes a really intense process for them to unpack the past, to be able to get into the relationship and have the children. And you said to me during, at the end of my session that, you know, we were kind of doing a bit of a post-match analysis and, you know, you said there's a (laughs) lot of positive things as well. It's not all, you know, it's not all just trauma and things that we need to let go of along the way. There's some really positive things as well. However, there are things that I felt, are have been stored there that yes I've scratched the surface with coaching 100% and sort of logically I've got tools and I I have things in my toolbox that I can navigate certain situations Mm. with but this this experience was much more it it was much more intense um and it was a real sort of letting go of those and you you actually you know you you have whoever's having the session you know you actually repeat sort of monologues and you are you are verbally saying you know things that perhaps you've wanted to say for a long time affirmations and it's yeah it's 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 very very intense yeah and I think the verbal monologues oftentimes people will go back to an event and think I should have said this or I should have said that And that internal mechanism of I should have said this, there is a pattern in that behavior that you want to be able to close that story. And when you're in hypnosis, it just allows you to close that story. There's something about the depth of the the brain wave and the parts of the brain that are interacting. The body begins to understand that you're not the woman it is that you are today. It understands that there's many different versions of Peter and Peter could be stuck as a 15-year-old or there's a part of her that could be stuck as as an eight-year-old. And when you begin to understand this, you free the person because you release that pattern of behavior that they created at that point in time that that shows up today that's not serving them. And there was a moment for me where we were going through a certain memory and I was repeating after you and you said a line about, you know, I am now a woman. I have my own daughter. And I laughed, didn't I? Cause I went, huh? Like I just, <laughs> I did not in that moment, I was not 
32 year old me I didn't have a daughter I was 12 like I I was fully my daughter was nowhere in my conscious subconscious and it took me a moment and I sort of laughed because I was oh yeah yes I do have a daughter yes I was so not I I was so in that I was at that age um and that's the power of it it really took me back in that moment because it's a strange it's a strange feeling being under hypnosis because you are aware you know you can hear the other person you are Mm. aware but you also you can't open your eyes you are you are sort of in this trance what is that state that you're in when you're when you when you're in hypnosis yeah it is so there's different levels of trance there's like seven levels of hypnosis and it ranges anywhere from light relaxation through to a very deep level of almost like sleep um however it's just it's different to sleep because with sleep you'd be completely shutting down and the body would be going through a different set of processes and at level three or four of the of the depth of relaxation that you go through that is a natural occurring state in your body and it relates to a brainwave that's called the theta brainwave um and it's just it's the part of the brain that's programmable and when you're when you're in that relaxed state the conscious part of the mind which is what we're using right now um is not as active it's like the volume of it has been dialed down and then because you're relaxed because you're lying down you're close you know your eyes are closed you've forgotten about the room and you're more absorbed in resolving your problem you have an increased awareness in that and that naturally happens when you close your eyes it's really funny how people think hypnosis is something that it's not it's Mm. like every time Every time you watch the TV and you're zoned into the TV and somebody's talking to you and they don't respond, like that, that is a state of hypnosis. So whenever you're in that state and you're watching something, if you're watching a very graphic movie at night or a horror film and then you can't sleep, that's why. <laughs> it's like your brain has just absorbed it. It doesn't mm-hmm. understand if it's real or if it's not. Um, so that's kind of that's what hypnosis is. There's also that sort of misconception that it's like, you know, what happens at a circus and you're sort of under someone's spell almost. Um, And it's, yeah, it's definitely not that. Um, But it is a very strange sensation. And at the beginning of our session, you did this exercise where you had me try to open my eyes and I couldn't. And I did have a moment of panic because I felt like, oh, this is actually working. Okay. <laughs> I'm not just lying here with my eyes closed, pretending this is fully was working. Your ego. your ego was freaking out. Your ego yes, was my... like, oh my gosh, I'm I going to have problem once and for all. But this is what happens right before people come in. Sometimes they go, I'm feeling a little bit sick. And I'm like, yeah, that's your ego and your body trying to stop you from resolving this problem. Like it happens with you know, maybe 20% of people, they really avoid coming in. And I'm like, that's because you you unconsciously know you're going to have a big breakthrough. So, so that's yes, all the good. control freaks out there, like me trying yes. to control the situation. <laughs> yeah, I did have to have a, a bit of a strong word with my ego and just say, no, you're safe. This is all part of the process. You need to, you need to let go now. Um, yeah. Helen, let's talk a little bit about purpose. Obviously, that is, that is the topic of my podcast. So, What does it mean to you to find your purpose and how is purpose connected for you 
to the work that you do? Purpose for me, I always knew that I wanted to help people. And I think purpose for me is something, it's like a, it's like a big overarching target that you're moving towards. I mean, I've not been one of those people that knows exactly what they want to do. It's like, but if I have a, a point that I can tether myself to, I know I'm going to navigate my way there and probably enjoy the journey a little bit more than somebody who's very plan and detail orientated. So for me, purpose is, it, it's a feeling of fulfillment because you know that there's something deeper inside of you and you get moved from being very head-centric and thought-centric to being more in alignment with your heart. It's a feeling in the body. I know that when I was in corporate, I was always in my head. It was a very mental game. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of instincts and intuition. And what I noticed um, with me was is that I always look up to get ideas and inspiration. And I, I always used to look up and have the words come to me. And whenever I would slow down, I would always get the right answer. And I think for anybody who's listening to this right now, become really aware of where you're just in robot mode but compared to where you feel relaxed and aligned in your mind, in your body, and it's a complete experience as opposed to just a head experience. Mm. So that for me, yeah, so that for me is it's the feel. purpose for me has a feeling and it's more of a complete feeling of mind, heart, and body in connection, as opposed to just pure mind. I think that's how I would summarize. You know when you're in alignment with purpose. Um, and what was the next part of the question? Yeah, that, that really resonates. And that feeling of being in your head all the time. Yeah. For me, I know when it's been too long, because I start to get headaches, I feel... Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have as much patience with my daughter. I feel irritable and I'm like, ah, oh, I've not done the things that serve me and my purpose. I've just been, I've just been doing and I've been in my head. So that, that really, really resonates. And how, how do you sort of, or do you see a difference between passion and purpose or for you, are they sort of intrinsically connected when I think about passion and, you know, passion in action, like you can be passionate about many things. Like I'm, I'm passionate about driving in the desert, like I'm passionate about skiing or I'm passionate, you know, about many other things. But that's not my purpose. And passion is something I think that can come and go as a feeling, whereas purpose is something that, what I would say now is it just keeps drawing you forward. And sometimes it feels like it's dragging you forward because <laughs> the journey has not been easy, but it is something that just keeps you moving forward. And it's almost like, for me, it's like I have these blinkers on and no matter what anybody else tells me, I'm still going to move in that direction. It's just and you need to understand what kind of person you are and how you've made those decisions. And I've always been referred to as somebody who's been relatively headstrong. Um, however, you need to know and embrace who you are and be okay with it and know that when you do follow your purpose, your personality will come into alignment 
with with all the other characteristics that you're known for or perhaps criticized for like there's a relaxation in the body that happens i think when you're in purpose because you know that you're that you're heading in the right direction whereas everything else becomes a very egoic defensive i'm right you're wrong this is the right strategy there's a bit of a knowing element to it and for anyone listening that is trying to figure out what their purpose is do you have mm. any advice guidance that you can share the tip that i would give them is to actually just take a step back take a step back um reflect on the dynamics of how you interact in certain situations what people come to you for i think what people come to you for is a really big indication of some of your natural skills and talents so if you're a great listener there's two reasons why that happens it it's either a trauma reaction because you had to listen at home and you weren't allowed an opinion or and in conjunction with that you probably also have a natural talent and ability and empathy and what i would say to a lot of people is when you do work that helps people there is an empathetic and emotional element to it that you need to understand and address and if somebody is considering doing something like hypnosis which is intense it's intense um you just need to understand that you're going to go through a process of releasing a lot of things that you're not aware of and you know i went from business to this so it was very different like in business you show up in your head whereas this was probably the first time in my life i got to relax and unpack a lot of emotions that i'd not not expressed for a really long period of time so for anybody who is wanting to understand what their purpose is you know what is it that you always come back to what do people come to you for what lights you up on the inside what are you curious about like persistently that you come back to like i think i always had like a natural interest in 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 hypnosis in some way shape or form like it wasn't like it was just an overnight thing mm. i you know i'd always done the yoga i'd done the meditation i'd had some you know experiences in meditation i was like oh okay why are these people having this experience and why am i having this experience it's like why am i different and i think when you begin to understand what it is that makes you different then you'll be able to find your way but just don't go but just don't don't set something in concrete give yourself the permission to deviate and to navigate and to explore and then incorporate that as you go along and i'm so fascinated by how much of who we are is all these experiences we've accumulated as a child and how much of it is just who we are you know we're born and we're all completely unique how mm. much and i'm sure it's different for everybody but because it after our session i've constantly been thinking when i'm interacting with people like god we're just big babies walking around <laughs> sort of like <laughs> trying to navigate our way through life sort of pretending to be adults and sort of reacting to things and a lot of the time if someone reacts to something and you're like oh that's strange like that's probably because of something they experienced as a child and so yeah. in your experience how much yeah. of it is 
sort of our upbringing and just who who we are in our own unique way I was listening to a science podcast and I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly but I do believe it's 50 50 so it is nature versus nurture and when you think about like it is nature and nurture at the same time and I liken this to you know imagine somebody has the characteristics and traits of like a poodle versus a German shepherd. And you just kind of go, depending upon which environments those two dogs are in is going to depend on how they express themselves. So if the German shepherd's in a loving home, it's not going to be as good of a police dog that it would be if it was, you know, disciplined in a particular Mm. way and nurtured in, in a particular way. And the other comment that I remember from the podcast is that it's not necessarily your parents who have the greatest influence on the way that you express yourself. It could be your peers around you. Um, So, you know, there is the nature versus nurture. And what I would also add to that is depending upon which decade you're in of your life, you're going to be, you're going to be narrowed down into a smaller version of you just because of all the experiences that you have. And I think that's why people have a midlife crisis. It's because they've been narrowed down too much. The box that they've put themselves is so small that they just need to break free, like something in them has to break free, and then everything comes undone. Um, so, you know, be proactive is is my advice to everybody. Do you ever have people come that are not quite ready? Because I felt like had I come to you a year ago, maybe it would have been a very different experience. Maybe the memories would have been different. I feel like you have to be ready to go there with certain things. And that is what anyone who has a really big session says that. And I would say most of my sessions are big sessions because people get to me through word of mouth. And when that happens, there is a bit of a, you're curious about it. It's not like I've walked into a wellness center and it's there and I'm going to try it. I think when people seek to do RTT and they've researched it, they've understood the founder of it and they've been stewing on it. There's a, there's an unconscious process that begins to happen where you go, okay, RTT resolves deep-seated problems. And then you've been slowly processing that up until the day that you came to have a conversation with me. And then, you know, and then by the time we booked in and had the session, you'd understood more of the conversation that we had. So it's allowed you to have a great session. But if somebody, and I don't take people on the spot, I will always have like a pre-interview with them. I'll I'll always get them to fill in a form. If I need them to, if I think that they would benefit from reading from materials or concepts that they've not come across in in their journey of self-discovery or, or, you know, self-healing, then I will give them that to understand as well. Because it's important for you to get the best session. The more prepared you are, the better the session will be. And I, that's that's how I like doing my sessions. And other people will say to me, well, you should just take people on the spot. And, like, and it's like, yeah, but I know that if they do 20% pre-work, the results they're going to get are three times better. 
and that's just the way that I operate. And I know that other people operate differently. So, so it, yes, you're right. When you're ready, it's going to be an exceptional session. If you just do it as a, I I saw this, I'll do it now. Mm. It, it's, it still can be very impactful, but there is an element of you wanting to be open and ready to deal with it. Yeah. And I imagine, as you say, because it is mainly word of mouth, people are coming to you because they do feel ready and they are looking for something that can help them with whatever issue they may be dealing with do you recommend having because the session you know my session was two hours it was very intense um and then there is a follow-up session but do you recommend if if this is something that you should do sort of once a month once every six months what 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 do you think works best usually oh it depends on the person's situation so let's just say you have a block in one area of your life then I would say come in, focus on that area of your life, do one session, give it three or four weeks, track your progress, see how happy you are with your progress. And then if you want more, then have another session. Most people want to just feel a bit better. Yeah. The people that want to radically change their life when they come to me, it's because they know that there are, you know, I get you to fill in a form and there are 15 areas that you rate yourself out of 10 on. Typically when somebody rates, you know, seven of those eight or more, then I know that they have a lot of work to do. And that's when I would recommend they come in either once a month or depending upon how emotional they are. Like if they're at a stage where they're not able to get out of bed um, or they're crying all the time, you need to come in like weekly mm. to be able to release that before you can actually, you know, schedule the sessions in a way where you need to let go and you also need to return to life and understand how you're interacting with everybody else. Because if you were to change everything, if you were to get rid of all the problems in your life at one go, you would also probably eliminate 99% of the people in your life as well. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're all interacting, you're all enmeshed, you all have relationships. So the process of working on yourself or resolving or releasing the past also means, you know, you're you're saying goodbye to old identities of you that got you to where you are today that need to be celebrated and acknowledged. Um, And then also everyone who's helped you kind of get there. And you need to be able to thank that and let it go or else you go through a very big grieving process. How do you protect yourself, Helen? Because you (laughs) must deal with some really heavy stuff. (laughs) So how are you, you know, do you have a process for that? I'm sure as part of your training, you, you learn tools and techniques, but how do you deal with, you know, seeing clients on a daily basis that, are really dealing with some, you know, some really heavy, difficult topics. When when a person comes to me and then when they leave, when their posture is different, the look on their face is different, they're brighter in the face, I know that I've set them free. And initially in the beginning, I was impacted by sessions. And there are many different ways that you can protect yourself. And for some people, the traditional ways of, you know, burning sage, having a crystal and all those sorts of things work. 
for me, it didn't. And I'm like, okay. So I went on my own journey to speak to yoga teachers and to people who I respected for energy work. And I said to them, this is what's happening to me. Like, what would you do if you were in my situation? So it it is at the end of the day, it can only impact me if I have something that's unresolved mm. that is similar to that. So if there's a pattern, and this is why I say to everybody, life is a series of patterns. It can be obvious ones. It can be subtle ones. And you would be, you would be so surprised at how subtle some of the patterns are. Because as I, as I speak with some people, I'm like, oh, wow, really this as well. It's like, this is, is in my, you know, sphere of, of what's changing or impacting the way that I, you know, act and interact with life. So in terms of everybody has their own personal journey. And if you are looking to help people one-on-one, especially with trauma from childhood, know that it it can be intense and that you do need a support group to be able to navigate those situations. At the end of the day, it's not about me, it's about the other person. And, um, you know, I know that when I show up, I'm always showing up in the best energy. So it's not like if a client, if I don't feel good and I say to the universe, I'm tired, the client will just reschedule. (laughs) It happens automatically. But you just love it when that happens. I, I mean, I I can't believe those words actually came out of my mouth because I'm like, yeah, right, as if, but it it, it does happen. And mm. I think it happens for specific people. And for some people, it doesn't work that way. For other people, it does. When my energy is high, I have a lot of people. When my energy is processing or if I have, like I'm working on an app at the moment, so that's where all my focus is and it allows me to get clarity and produce the best voice quality that I can for the app, which means that clients have naturally tapered off. But every time I kind of go, I could do with a bit of a distraction, somebody just pops up and books in. So it's, it's. I love that. And I really want to hear more about this app, but I know you have a client literally coming in five minutes. So um, before I let you go, let me know if there's anything you want to share with our listeners, anything else on the topic of purpose or anything at all. If there's one thing that I would like everybody to let go of is self-doubt. That is the number one thing in life that you do not need. And when you release self-doubt, you're able to just naturally flow in life easier. So whatever it is that you need to do, release self-doubt. It would have been much easier for me to have resolved my personal past in my 20s as opposed to in my 40s (laughs) there's something that happens as you age it gets three times harder to resolve things because you've built so many layers and levels Mm. of life on top of them so if you're somebody who can't live in the moment appreciate being in your body feel you know like you're like you're really enjoying things because you have a lot to be grateful for then invest in your emotional and mental wellness. Like that's the number one thing. Like we're very lucky to be living in Dubai. And I think a lot of people can get carried away with the external appearance of things. And they spend a lot of money on the hair and their makeup and their nails. And it's like, yeah, but on the inside, if if your eyes are sad, then you need to release and process and express that sadness. 
So I'm always looking at people's eyes <laughs> just to kind of see where, where they're at because sometimes you can be really lit up and then other times like we're all human and you always need to express what's going on. So give yourself the permission to express yourself in healthy ways and therapy will help you do that. It's the best investment. <laughs> it, it's it's and I know these things come at a cost and they're not yeah. always accessible obviously that that is changing and actually where we live in this part of the world there's so many amazing options here um yeah but it's and I know it can be scary but it honestly is the best thing you will ever do for yourself because no one can do it for you exactly and there's something to be said and I, I always you know I'm quite independent and I always thought that I could do it on my own. There is something to be said for having somebody else witness you, hear you, watch you cry and understand you in a way that maybe friends or family would not be able to. It's a very special experience that you can have and gift yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> you're, nodding your, you're nodding your head a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I cried and I wasn't expecting to cry. And I think... Mm even the people that we hold closest to us because of some of the things that you have been through, even with them, you will have built up certain uh, ways of behaving and you sort of like construct this version of yourself. And there's really not that many people who truly, truly know who you are and what's going on. And so in that safe space, it's almost easier to do it with somebody that you don't know and is also yeah. guiding you through the process and is a professional. And this is what, yeah. you know, you're in very safe hands. But, you know, the things I shared with you, I've not shared with anyone. So, you know, I for me, I have found it easier. And I, and I suppose that is because of the process that you go through as well we're not just sat on a podcast talking about these things you know I'm in yeah. deep hypnosis and you're you're taking me back to these memories but I I was quite surprised at how much I shared and the fact that I did have this big release but yeah. it felt really good <laughs> <laughs> and what's the what have you noticed now one week on I know we're catching up in three weeks time but what, yes what's the so biggest... so one week on so so for, for listeners, we, after your session, you receive a meditation from Helen and it's a bespoke meditation that is just for you. And so I've been listening to that at night. Uh, to be honest, I haven't actually listened to it all the way through because I always fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's just playing. It in still the works. <laughs> it's still working. But I, after, you know, you sort of count me back from 10, I got a bit further the other night, but I do tend mm -hmm. to just fall asleep. Uh, but I yeah. know that it's still it's still working and and um it's you know it's still going into my my brain. Um I felt I've definitely felt lighter and I felt I think the biggest difference was how I reacted to my daughter because I had been really struggling with my patience mm -hmm. and I've been really snappy and after our session, like the next morning, I just felt like I had capacity to kind of deal with her and not get so stressed, you know, just little things like mm. she's awake, I'm trying to get ready and my phone's going and that would be, that usually would send me into a bit of a, I just feel really stressed and 
I feel like my nervous system would just immediately, you know, within the first hour of me being awake. Um, and the next morning after our session, I just felt really calm. I just felt really mm-hmm. peaceful. Um, and that sort of general feeling has continued. I I still have got stressed about things, but I've mm-hmm. not held on to them for as long. Yeah. I feel like, I've, what... I feel like I've been able to just go, okay, well, that was that. Next. Yeah. And when you think about that, like if you, if you ruminate on something for one or two hours and it drops down to five or 10 minutes, like at the end of the day, you're human, you're designed to experience every single emotion that comes up for a valid reason. And your emotions are just indicators that you should be doing something differently. So if the anger and the stress do pop up, you go, okay, I've acknowledged it. And what actions will I change? And that's, over a longer period of time, that becomes very freeing. Mm. I mean, waking up the next day and having your daughter be calm or having you be calm around your daughter, how much would you pay for that? <laughs> yeah. And and also, you know, getting stressed, but then in the moment going, why am I actually stressed? Like, yeah. what is it about this situation that's making me react like this? Is it what's actually going on? Or is it because for example, using my daughter as an example again. Okay, she's not going to sleep. She still wants to play. What I'm annoyed about actually is because I'm not getting my own evening because I need that to relax because I've had a long day. So it's not fair I actually get annoyed at her because that's nothing to do with her. That's me wanting my own time because of the way I choose to live my life. And and, and it doesn't mean that I don't get stressed in the moment and snap, I am human. But it's that sort of like being able to, I'm doing a lot more self-investigating. Amazing. Like, what was that about? Like, why am I getting so annoyed about that? What is that? And what can I do about that? Like, what is that showing me? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just... I just found it transformational is the word it it (laughs) really is um and I sent I sent my girlfriends the couple of girlfriends that I had told I was going I sent them about a 30 minute voice note afterwards (laughs) but I sent it to but so I I did it for one and then I just forwarded it to the other one and I was like okay listen to this because I can't say it all again um and yeah, they were like, okay, <laughs> we need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. So yeah, it's I been really good. Highly recommend, highly, highly recommend. And, you know, if you feel like nothing else has worked and you, and it could literally, it doesn't have to be as specific as I have a fear of flying. It yeah, could be like exactly. you said, you're just suffering with your anxiety, confidence, you know, maybe you're struggling to speak up in meetings or you want to change your career. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. This will really transform you. It will make you think about your whole life very differently. And it will really help you connect the dots as well. I made a few connections during our session and I was like, oh, I never realized that before. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Helen, I know you have a client. You need to go and do do your magic. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank I will you. put all your info in the show notes and I will have to get you back on next season to talk about this app because I am oh, very amazing. curious. Um, <laughs> when is this launching? Uh, in three weeks. Oh so my goodness, fairly, soon. Yeah, amazing. Soon. Yeah, and is this going to be your meditations? People are going to be able to access 
your work. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's, it's like Amazing. the best of the best for everything that's worked for clients or oh. in an app where people can do self-work. So, oh, yeah. that is going to be incredible. Okay. We will get you back on to talk about that. Amazing. Thank you. Helen, thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much once again to Helen. You can find links to Helen's social pages and further information on her incredible services in the show notes of this episode. Before I go, I would be super grateful if you could please give this show a follow and a review if you've enjoyed listening. And please do also share this with anyone else you think may enjoy these conversations. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day and thank you for listening.